Thanks for listening to F and I Talk Outside the Box. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Motorist Assistance Plan, also referred to as MAP. You'll learn more about how you can equip every customer with this valuable protection later in this episode. Hi, and welcome to F&I Talk Outside the Box from EFG Companies. I'm Mark Gregg. I'll be your host for today's episode, and we're excited to welcome back to the podcast Shannon Robertson, the Executive Director at the Association of Finance and Insurance Professionals, also known as AFIP. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having hey, me back. It's our pleasure. It's been way too long since we've had you on our podcast with so much going on right now. Our last discussion took place in January. What changes are afoot? What is AFIP really focusing on right now? That's a good question. I think in January and last year, we hinted at some topics that, are, that have now become a greater focus. You know, as we can see from state attorney generals, and as we can see from the FTC and the CFPB, there's been an increased focus on auto dealers and how we conduct business in this post-COVID environment. And some of the areas that we're focusing on all kind of fall under one word, and that's transparency, right? How yeah. transparent are the dealers? Remember, a lot of our dealerships are low on inventory. Customers are having to search or hunt for a car with a lot more effort now than they've had to in a long time. So we have seen an increase in a number of complaints to our federal agencies because of the effort a customer puts in to only arrive at a dealership maybe a two or three hour drive away to find out that there are additional required details to complete the transaction that were not previously disclosed either in their website or email or phone communication. Yeah, it's not surprising. One of those things that you had talked about uh, before we came on the podcast were the junk fees. Absolutely. Junk fees is definitely an area of concern. There's a couple other ones I want to address first, and then let's get into those junk fees because there's a lot more action with junk fees other than just you know consumer complaints. And those areas that I think a dealer needs to be aware or concerned with are their market value adjustments, dealer addendums, and dealers that are requiring trade-ins in order to complete a deal or are requiring financing through their store. To be clear, there has been no communication or announcement from any of the government agencies that any of those actions are illegal or unfair. The communication that we see from state attorney generals is that they're concerned that the dealer is not transparent with the consumers in prior communication, right? We have dealers saying they don't do market value adjustments, and then you show up at their store and find that there is a market value adjustment. That's considered unfair to the consumer, right? Lack of transparency. The other area is dealers that state they don't do market value adjustments, but have dramatically increased the cost of their products on a dealer addendum, right? Dealer addendums were not designed to, to offset market value adjustments by inflating the price of a product. Would there be a proper way that you could disclose that? Uh, it should be disclosed on your website or in your ad, shouldn't it? You're correct. Well, website specifically. Remember, when it comes to the advertisements, 
there are specific federal advertising rules and uh, some states have their own rules that come into play. So from an advertising standpoint, they need to make sure that they're in compliance with the federal and state guidelines. However, if they're advertising the price of the vehicle on, online or through a regular advertisement, they need to be transparent that that is the price of the vehicle and that's what you're gonna ask for from the customer when they show up at your store. Those prices should match. So this specifically addresses particularly the environment that we're in right now, where selling over MSRP has become really the norm. This particular issue probably applies to almost all the stores that might be listening today. I would agree with that. I mean, if we historically, if we talk about market value adjustments historically, it's not new to the auto industry, but it's normally something that we only saw with high line dealers or vehicles that were in high demand that had low production, right? If I'm ordering Ferraris, Lamborghinis, there's always been market value adjustments on those. Low production, high demand. The concern that we see in today's environment is market value adjustments on what I consider everyday vehicles. Once again, there's been no regulation and no fine for it either doing market value adjustments, but from a government focus, it just comes down to the transparency. You've heard every objection in the book when selling a VSC. Just like Goldilocks and her porridge, your customers want that perfect fit. How can a perfect fit for them increase your dealership's bottom line by up to $1,800 per month? It's simple. With EFG's MAP, you can create a completely custom plan tailored exactly to the driving habits and budget of your customers. It's so easy to sell with condensed coverage levels, expanded surcharges and deductibles, and terms in 2,500 mile increments. Give your customers exactly what they want to increase customer satisfaction and product penetration. Sign up for MAP today and prepare to take your F&I profitability to the next level. Go to efgcompanies.com for more details. Uh, What do you think, um, Shannon, in your opinion, should dealers be focusing on here in the second half of the year? Well, it's an interesting question because last week the FTC put out an announcement that they're proposing a rule to ban junk fees and other type of bait and switch tactics. So there have been areas where dealers have been fined under what's known as the unfair deceptive act or practice that the FTC is now saying, let's put a proposed rule out to ban these. And in their rule, these are the four bullet points they stated. Ban bait and switch claims, ban fraudulent junk fees, ban surprise junk fees, we're back to transparency, and require full upfront disclosure of cost and condition. And what it says there is the proposal would require dealers to make a key disclosure to consumers, including a true offering price for a vehicle that would be full price a consumer would pay, excluding only tax and government fees. The other thing that to, to put into that conversation is that Chopper from a CFPB standpoint uh, issued a statement a couple weeks ago that they're looking to expand what a state attorney general can actually assess a fine to a dealer on to include uh, unfair and deceptive acts and practices just like the FTC and the CFPB can. Wow, this is really interesting, Shannon. Uh, Another thing that I wanted you to address before 
uh, we're finished today is there are some changes coming up in the safeguards, are there not? There are. I've got some bullet points here. This is kind of a hard one to hit and just a quick hit uh, because it is pretty intensive and there's a lot of details here. What I'd like to address is just some awareness so a dealer understands this is not something that they can do last minute. So December of last year, the, the Federal Trade Commission voted to implement additional safeguard requirements, and they gave the dealers a year from that date to be compliant. The majority of these changes take place from the information security protocol standpoint. But if we look at some of the bullet points or some of the changes, we now have to have a qualified individual uh, in charge of the safeguards rule from an information security standpoint. We also have to now add additional risk assessments to evaluate and categorize the different security risks. Right. We have to have a criteria for the assessment of the confidentiality, integrity, and availability of information systems and consumer information. And we have to have a plan in place that describes how those identified risks will be mitigated or accepted. That's just the risk assessment standpoint. And if you're listening thinking, I have no idea what he's talking about, this is why we have a year to comply. It's a whole new level of requirements from a safeguard standpoint. And some of the requirements include additional encryption, multi-factor authentication, how long information's kept on file, periodic monitoring and protecting. You have to update your vendor agreement. These are just some of the bullet points that you need to implement to be compliant. Shannon, behind the scenes at EFG, we have been heavily invested in our resources to ensure that we're compliant in these processes. In fact, we have hired third-party auditors to come in and check out our systems, and we are actually SSAE 18 certified. Mark, I think that's great news. Um, The fact that EFG has taken the changes seriously and put everything in place to make sure they're protected. And by doing that, this will make it easier for their dealers. As their dealers work to become compliant, it makes it easier for the dealers if their vendors are already meeting those new changes. So I would say congratulations to EFG for taking that serious, jumping on those changes early in the process and not waiting until the last minute. There's going to have to be an investment on the part of the dealers to become compliant in this. Do you have any advice or any ways that you could maybe direct the dealers if they need help with this? Absolutely. One, I think that you're right. Dealers need to understand they're going to have to spend some money. That's the first thing. They're going to need to be compliant. It's going to take some money to be compliant. The second thing is, once again, don't wait till the last minute. There are multiple steps that need to be put in place to make sure you're compliant. So no dealer needs to wait till the last minute. The third thing is, is how do they get started? I would bet most dealers right now don't even know where to start. So they're going to need help. They will. And if you start reading the all, all the pages, I, I started reading the fine print of those changes when they came out in December. And I, I think there was about a week where I kept falling asleep at night trying to read those pages. It's very lengthy. And if you're not an IT person, it's going to read almost like a foreign language. So it's important to reach out to a third party that this is their area of expertise to help you get started. Shannon, I really appreciate you doing this. 
Oh, it's my pleasure. These are fun. I enjoy this. Yeah, I do too. I always enjoy whenever I get to listen to you talk and you're so in tune with all this stuff. It's amazing. And I'll look forward to uh, anything you guys are going to be updating, incorporating it obviously into our classes and our so we can pass it on to our, our dealers. So that's all for today. If you want to get in touch with us to let us know how we impacted your business or to ask questions for us to answer on the next podcast, don't hesitate to email us at trainingservices at efgusa.com. That's trainingservices at efgusa.com. We'd love to hear from you. So thanks for listening to our show. Thank you, Shannon, for coming on the show with us. If you like what you heard, please rate us in Google Play or the iTunes store. And be sure to subscribe to hear more F&I talk outside the box. An EFG production.